You're listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible is Literature. Hi, this is Father Mark Bulos, and you are listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature podcast. In today's episode, Father Paul reiterates difficult words that few acknowledge. Plain words, even when rendered by translators. As for you, do not pray for this people, and do not lift up cry or prayer for them, and do not intercede with me, for I do not hear you. I am delighted to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. Now let me move to Jeremiah because it's very interesting. Where the stress is on the voice, what God is saying. Remember, through his prophet Moses. And that's why in the prophetic books we have this trick that the priest was given the Torah but the prophet was given the word Dabar whose plural is the Barim which is the words of Deuteronomy ultimately. Okay? That reflect the will of God. Not the way you perceived it. Okay, because remember, you can end up submitting to the Teraphim and the Nehushtan and the Nahash and not God. Notice in Jeremiah, you say that they went around and worshipped every tree. Now, tree technically it's supposed to be something positive because it gives you life. But the trick is that you should not do that. It is just the gift of God to you. It is not your God. And again, I know I come back to these things because really I need you to reshape your mind. Take a picture of how the people approach communion in the Orthodox Church and you think that communion is their God. This is the culmination of everything. When I sip the wine. No. Just take a picture of the priest in the Orthodox Church when they come to the bishop and so on. It is as though they are worshipping God. No, wine is wine and bread is bread. But God is God. But I know the story about, uh, but Jesus is God eternal and so on and we are sipping him and so on. It's, it's a mystery religion. You may not do that. In Galatians at the end, God, Paul wrote against understanding the Eucharist as mystery religion. Notice our confession of a 
And I believe that this is the true blood of Jesus. What do you mean true blood? When it is wine. So let's hear Jeremiah. And proclaim in chapter 3. Verses 12 and 13. And proclaim these words toward the north and say. Return faithless Israel says the Lord. I will not look on you in anger. For I'm merciful, says the Lord. I will not be angry forever. But the following verse is very important. Only acknowledge your guilt. That you rebelled against the Lord your God. And scattered your favors among strangers. Under every green tree. That's Jeremiah. That's not Paul Tarazi. And you have not obeyed. My voice, says the Lord. This is picked up in chapter 7, whose beginning is presenting Jeremiah standing at the gates of the temple and telling the people, watch out, don't play games with that and imagine that just by entering the temple you will be preserved. As for you, 7, 16, 18. As for you, do not pray for this people. Remember, do not pray for this people as Moses did. Because between Moses and you, there are so many generations and it's not going to work. Or lift up cry or prayer for them and do not intercede with me. And I want you to hear that. For I do not hear you. Even in plain English, it's powerful. Not, I do not listen, I'm hearing you, but I'm not listening, as the theologians try to play that in their English. And so, no, I do not hear you. Meaning, I'm turning off my hearing. Do you not see what they are doing in the cities of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem? The children gather wood. Remember, wood and tree is the same word in Hebrew. The fathers kindle fire and the women need dough to make cakes for the queen of heaven. And they pour out drink offerings to other gods to provoke me to anger. Jeremiah seven sixteen to 18. Note this down and reread them or better have someone else read them for you. And then, at the end of the chapter, 7, verses 22 through 26, For in the day that I brought them out of the land of Egypt, I did not speak to your fathers or command them concerning burnt offerings and sacrifices. This verse dynamites our misunderstanding of the four books of the law. God himself says, I did not. Because remember, there was no temple then. And the people who heard the commandments all died before entering the land. And a new generation came about that had to be circumcised as we read in Joshua. But this command I gave them, 
obey my voice. You can already hear Genesis 3 with the voice of God judging Ha'adam. Obey my voice and I will be your God and you shall be my people and walk in all the way that I command you that it may be well with you. Through whom? Through the prophets. As we heard earlier. But they did not obey or incline their ear, but walked in their own counsels. This is how all Jews and Christians hear the law that is speaking about the tent of the gathering as though it is the temple of Jerusalem. No question about it. Ask anyone and just tape their answer. That's why they end up with so many temples of Solomon in North America. And they ask you to pay money to enlarge and put more icons and paintings. And that's what you see around you. But these are their own counsels and the stubbornness of their evil hearts and went backward and not forward. Can you imagine if a priest would tell the parish council members that all your discussions for us to move ahead, I like this terminology, especially in North America, always we are moving ahead. Technically, you are moving backward. You're not moving ahead. Because moving ahead means to follow the shepherd. From the day that your fathers came out of the land of Egypt to this day, I have persistently sent all my servants, the prophets. Notice the lengthening of the statements. That it is the prophets that are my servants, my emissaries. To them, and notice the end, day after day. To repeat the commandments issued through my voice to them. And it is in this sense that God is living. But this story of the living God does not extend, as Jews and Christians tell us, even beyond the limits of Scripture until nowadays. Where we are, not only prophets, I mean the Christians are unbelievable, we are even apostles. A couple of days ago we celebrated the equal to the apostles, Vladimir. That's very dangerous. And they did not listen to me or incline their ear but stiffen their neck they did worse than their fathers worse because they had previous examples meaning you know the story already why are you repeating it but this is what we do generation after generation in our theology and we try to improve on it that's why it's very important to put the name of the iconographer on the icon. Can you imagine God allowing the people to do that in his commandments? 
But that's how we are. Let me finish by showing you that this whole thing is already in Genesis. It's an incredible book. In Genesis, we do not have a city until chapter 4 with Cain. But we have just the command of the shepherd through his voice. Without any debate, noted. And he commanded Adam. He didn't allow him a period of Q&A. The way later he will not allow Israel a period of Q&A. But it is with the city of Cain that everything went bad. Why? Because he transformed the normal life created by God, which is through the seed, whether it's tree or animal or human being. And suddenly his son, Henoch, became an artifact. Why do I say that? Because clearly the text, he built a city and named it after his son, Henoch. It's an amazing text. And my comment on that, that he made the flesh into a stone, and then Ezekiel will recorrect that at the end, when the hearts of stone are revisited, to make them again hearts of flesh. Notice, not spiritual hearts, as you hear in Orthodox theology all over the place. Hearts of flesh. The Bible as Literature is a production of the Ephesus School Network.